if you have ever felt trapped, have you ever felt like you were being held hostage by perhaps your thoughts or maybe your circumstances? Get ready to have your mind blown because our guest today, Aryon Urkel, was held captive by Russian militants, Russian Islamic militants for 20 months. You think you've got problems? Check out how Aryon got over that level of imprisonment. Cue the intro. Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. Welcome to The Real Deal on Success. And today we have a very special guest. We have essentially, through the time of this show, has been about sharing stories of people overcoming obstacles. And oftentimes it's really about business or some personal challenges that some of us can truly relate to and others go, well, that's a little outside, but if they could do it, then I could do it. You are in for a treat today because this is next level overcoming, surviving and thriving, turning uh, tragedy into triumph. But first, a word from our sponsor. If you are ready to maximize your mindset, to take your life to the next level, to unlock and unleash your other than conscious mind, go to MaximizeYourMindset.com or MindsetMaximizer.com. Download your free guided hypnotic meditation. That's MindsetMaximizer.com. All right, so allow me to introduce our incredible guest here. For almost two years, Aryan Erkel was kidnapped by mass Islamic rebels in Dagestan, Russia. It was a nightmare he never expected to live through, but once he was in the middle of it, he learned how to cope with his new circumstances. His unique story about survival, his quest for freedom, and his powerful recovery is still inspiring. For 15 years, through speaking, workshops, and coaching, Aryon inspired thousands of people with his message about freedom and taking ownership of your own life. Next to that, Aryon is also co-founder of Free a Girl, a foundation that is dedicated to freeing young girls from forced prostitution. Since 2008, they have freed and given a second chance to more than 4,700 girls globally. Holy crap. Brother, first of all, on behalf of God, the universe, everyone on this planet, thank you so much for pushing through and more importantly, sharing your story and do something with it. Um, it is my absolute privilege to meet you. I'm I'm in awe. <laughs> nice to be on your show, Doug. Thanks for having me. And, and yeah, of course, it's been a hard time in my life before, but I, I, 
I survived and since then life became more easy and, and of course I can give back something to society. I've been uh, kidnapped for 20 months. Those girls who are being uh, sexually exploited, they're also more or less kidnapped and they also want to have a second life again. So that's what I give back. One of the things I give back. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't even imagine how, like, I just want to co cover that. How does one not lose their minds? Like, how did you not lose your mind being in that situation? What was it? I mean, there must have been moments where you have filled with so much rage, so much, like, frustration, anger, bitterness, resentment. Like, how did, it could be consuming, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I think it's also something to do with pride and honor. I, I wanted to survive. I wanted to show my family that I, they were fighting to get me back. So I wanted to fight to, to come back to them. But also, if you're kidnapped by people from a complete different culture, you also want to show that your culture is strong, that no one is going to take away my culture. So it's 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 pride, honor. You want to win, as some people yeah, are winners. I didn't know I was a winner, but I wanted to win. And, and yeah, of course, life is also important. I didn't want to lose life. I didn't want to lose my my status. So I think that's a combination of all. Yeah. And what were you like, what were you doing that got like the situation to be kidnapped in the first yeah. place? And was there a ransom or like how, like, how does even one even find themselves in a situation like that? Because I think we get so most people get pretty comfortable, like not really ever worried about things like that. No. So how, like, what were you doing that was made you a target for such a thing? Yes, no, that's a good question, of course. Um, I was working with Doctors Without Borders, which is an international medical aid organization. And we were, we were working in, in the southern part of Russia, in Chechnya. There was a civil war between the Russian government and Islamic yeah, freedom fighters. That's how they call themselves, but like IS or like a sort of Taliban. And we were helping the refugees with, with medical aid, but also with housing, with schooling. And yeah, for, for decades, it was an area that was prone to, to kidnapping. And we always thought, oh, yeah, they're not going to target us and our safety regulations are okay. But at the end, yeah, they, they, they stopped my car. They, they, they uh, yeah, came with, with their guns in their hand, pointing towards me. So that's how, uh, yeah, how I got out of the car and, and they beat me up completely. I, I thought they were going to kill me. But at the end, they kidnapped me. And, and yeah, like you said, they wanted to have ransom. In the beginning, they talked about 12 million. So it was a business case for them. But of right. course, for me, it was, yeah, hardship. And, and <laughs> yeah. Oh, my hell, gosh. Yeah. I, now, so when you were in, I don't, know, I don't know if these are questions that you've answered before and he's like, oh, here we go again. But what was it like being held captive? Like what, like what was a day to day? Like, did you like, yeah, how did you, I only how have did to you close my eyes? And then, then, then I see the misery. I, I was held in a, uh, yeah, dug out hole under the ground. So it was sort of a cave, but then not, not with a iron skeleton, but it was surrounded by, by trees. Uh, the, the, the insects were there, the mice, the, the snails. Um, I only had one little door within the door when they gave me food, uh, just a candle. Like it was six feet by five feet and then only six feet three high. So it was really a small place. And yeah, that, that was, of course, on, on a good day, it felt like home because I, I wanted to make it home. Right. Uh, it's very difficult to make make it feel home, of course. But and on a bad day, it felt like uh, that was 
my grave already. I was under the ground, not among people, uh, insects waiting to, yeah, for me to die so they could start eating me. Um, yeah, and, and of course, like, like you said, the emotions went from crying because of misery, because of injustice done to me. But on a good day, I thought, yeah, I have to work on, on, on yeah, making contact with my kidnappers because they are the only one that can make my situation better. And that's that was also one of the things I did. I, I wanted them to see me as a human being. And then I'm an anthropologist by, by, uh, by study. So I, after two, three weeks, I managed to, to get my emotions under control and, and see them as a study object. And, and mm, uh, wow. that's how I yeah, got some curiosity. I, I, I felt some empathy for them. And yeah, slowly, slowly, they've yes, got some empathy for me as well. And, and, and that's, that's how we started to make a better relationship. But it took time, of course, and it was yeah, it took twenty months, and of course there were days that I, I I couldn't manage, and I yeah I wanted to give up, I wanted to commit suicide, I wanted to take a gun so they would shoot me, but in general I I, I stayed quite calm uh, and learned to live with the emotions it, it gave to me, and and I grew in the moment, and I I became a stronger person, of course. Yeah. Um, so I, I heard you say there weren't people around you. So it's not like you had other people, other people who were kidnapped and captive no, as no, well to com communicate. So was... but, but they lived around me in the same place. They, they, they made a hideout under the ground. So my room was next to their kitchen, to their sleeping room. But yeah, in the beginning, of course, they didn't right. open the door. They just yeah, saw me as a prisoner who, who was dangerous because if I escape, they will lose $12 million. Right. Yeah. yeah so l lack of a better word, there was almost, you know, some distraction if they were whatever, making noise or doing whatever, you had something else to to focus on rather than yeah. that complete isolation. Yeah. So w one of the things that is so powerful that you just shared, the, the, the distinction of going from, I guess, furious to fascinated. Yeah. Right. From True. like completely like it's a catastrophe to, oh, let me get curious about this. Um, which is incredible. I, you know, that is a, a huge lesson for people who are ever stuck in <laughs> nothing close to what you've got, but some people can feel trapped. Like, yeah, for sure. Lots of people are trapped and they're also yeah, somehow kidnapped by circumstances. But then it's like you said, how do you turn it around in something that you can see as it's not a gift, of course, but it's something that you could, could learn from or that makes you stronger instead of being a of course, I felt like a, a victim every now and then, but but victim is not something nice to put on your own head eh? because you can be victim of a situation, but to be a victim is something else and didn't fit within the macho culture. The guys in the south of Russia are, are like, like like the UFC fighters, wrestlers, right. boxers, they're all from that part of the, of the world. Um, but also, I didn't feel good for myself. So, and once you're in a situation, it's better to make the best out of it than to make it worse, of course. And, and, and then I think it helped me a lot that, that I, like you said, I became curious and, and, and I wanted to learn about them. But also, of course, functional, because if I understand them, then I can influence them. And if I don't understand them, if I don't touch them uh, or, or they are not touched by me, uh, yeah, then, then they won't change their behavior. Right. So it's also so the rationale behind it that it makes 
sense, I think, to make the best out of the situation. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I will probably. I know we'll get to it. I just I'll just you know tease upon it now is kind of what's happening today in uh, the divide, the political divide. Um, I, I believe that what you just shared, being a little more curious about each other's positions would help us find a solution as opposed to making everyone wrong for not agreeing. Nope. Um, and, and we'll get to that. Uh, I just I, I, I just blown away by your your experience here and i'd love to just learn a little more so mm -hmm. you shared you got some empathy for them and now did so what kind of relationship did you build with your your kidnappers and and not quite you know munchausen but like obviously you must have had some ability to communicate effectively to if you're also your intention is to influence yeah no true now, luckily, I, I speak a bit of Russian, so that helped, of course. I knew the culture, so I knew I shouldn't be the, the sissy guy. Eh? So I knew I had to stand up for myself. I shouldn't let let them beat me or, or give me the wrong food because that doesn't fit in their culture. Mm. I told them also it's it's not fair if someone lays on the floor and, and you kick them because the first group, they really beat me while I was laying on the on the floor already. So I, so I told them that I didn't expect that from Chechen guys. And they said, yeah, then no, no, we will not do that. If you behave, we will, won't touch you. So I, I had to build trust because I didn't trust them. Of course, they didn't trust me. They thought I was some kind of a special James Bond uh, because right. they thought okay. I had weapons. I had the knowledge to escape. I don't know if you still know the MacGyver from yep, of the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they looked at me like, OK, he's going to escape. But yeah, I'm not a spy. Of course, I, I, I'm quite big. I was taller than them. Um, but it was more about safety, about trust, because they didn't want to lose the $5 million. They didn't want to lose their life. Uh, and the same for me. I didn't trust them because they said, yeah, if you behave, we will behave. Mm -hmm. uh, if you behave, you can brush your teeth twice a day. You can uh, wash once a week. Um, so I, what I did was listening to their yeah, promises. And if they didn't keep their promise, I would tell them, like, this is the promise you made yourself. Uh, I behave. I, I, I go according to the rules you gave to me. So you should also behave. And that builds trust. Also, if they forgot their masks, if they let their weapons close to me, I told them, you better put on your masks. You, you better put on, uh, take away the weapons. Once I, I had a gun in my hand, but I gave it back to them. So, wow. uh, because I, I yeah, I, I was not in the army, so I didn't know how to use a gun. Right. In the Netherlands, we don't have guns at home. I, I don't know. <laughs> we always think that every American has a gun at home. I don't know if that's true. But, uh, we do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so, but, wow. Yeah, so, so it's building trust, but it's also building yeah, real interest, I think. Because if, if you like someone, you, you, you yourself also want to do more for that person right. than, than if you don't like someone. So... Luckily, their their boss, I called him the general. I gave nicknames to uh -huh. all of them and not like the fat guy, the fatty and, and the bold one, like right, the bold yeah. one, but, but nice names like Tank was the strongest, uh, general was the boss, professor the smartest. Um, I gave a nickname for myself. So that made it more human. We had to, I had to humanize the situation because they didn't start with that. So right. I, yeah. Wow. And how many people were there? In total, 13. But they rotated, and most of the time there were four. 
Okay. And did they, no. like, at some point start letting you out to exercise or things like that? Like, it became a, a almost a trusted, like, okay, like, I, I hate to use the term, but it makes me think a little bit like um, uh, Hogan's Heroes. Um, do yeah, you remember Hogan's I, I Heroes? No, no, no. But oh, so it was basically Hogan, they, they were trapped, uh, they were captive by the Nazis. It was a comedy. And okay. they they had this relationship that it was almost like they could do almost whatever they wanted. They they just had to go back into the room at night kind of thing. It was... It was no, it, okay. That was not that easy. That would have okay, been, that, yeah. that, I didn't know the series, but that... I, I tried to negotiate that with them. Like, if right. I promise not to escape, why don't you give me more freedom? And then... We can have a yeah more more easy life, but but at the end, like in the beginning, of course they didn't trust me. I didn't trust them, and it took time to yeah make them grow, but also to make me grow. But after six weeks, they said, "Why don't you come and sit in the kitchen while yeah one of us is cooking?" And then I was okay. not allowed to watch at the knives or to to look at their guns, but I should just sit still and drink a cup of yeah tea. I got a cookie. okay. And then slowly, slowly, after like three months, they, they said, okay, every night we can take you out for 30 minutes. But the first time when they told me, I was like scared because yeah. they never took me out at night. They never even knocked on my door. But now they said, because they were also nervous. They came to my room and they said, yeah, we're going to, to air you or how you call it to, to take you out for, for, for 30 minutes. But I thought they were going to kill me outside. Right. And, and, and that's, that's the way to disguise them. But yeah, from that moment, yeah, really for 30 minutes every day, they took me out. So I got more privileges. For example, in the beginning, they didn't allow me to look at the food or to touch the food because they thought I was yeah, maybe poisoning them. I, I was a uh, haram. I don't know if you know this word, that if you're not uh, Islamic, then, then you're dirty or not. not, mm, not okay, yeah. Not, yeah. And, uh, but after like nine months they said okay maybe you can also cook sometimes for us so there were definitely improvements okay. and privileges but that doesn't take away the the fear that every day could be the last day right it doesn't take away that hey, you can't cook you can't eat there's no yeah, real friendship there's no warmth from from friends or people or lovers or um yeah yeah of course it became easier but it, it never becomes like Hey, like, oh, like, no, no, like the series. Not. No, no, I was just finding how you navigated it and, and yeah. how you influenced because I'm sure had you not done that, you probably would have been treated considerably worse. Yeah. And yeah. you wouldn't have been able to have, you know, such a, a strong sense of yourself because, you know, it would be, you know, consistent dehumanization. Yeah. Um, so. And what's interesting, the way you're sharing it, too, about them, it sounds a little bit like the way you mentioned it, like it was a business deal for them. So there was no necessarily personal thing. Oh, it was like it's like nothing personal. We don't know you. You know, we just because for them, it was a, they were getting paid to, I guess, keep an eye on you. Were they the ones that kidnapped you or no, there was one group that kidnapped me? And, and yeah, the second group that, that yeah guarded me. So definitely what you say that that was really important. The, the second group also said, we don't know you. It's not against you. It's not against your organization. But your organization is rich so that's why yeah we right. choose you i was the director and uh, the, the country manager so they expected to yeah my organization to pay more for me than the than the driver for example yeah. so but of course for me in the beginning they were the 
yeah, the how you call it, the the, the, the sons of bitches or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, of course. So, but I also had to see them as human beings, and that yeah. took some time because, of course, yeah, all the the fear, the the frustration, but but yeah, I think it's something to do with intuition, but also with normal rationalistic intelligent behavior. Like, okay, if I'm going to be aggressive, there's 13 guys who want, will be aggressive. Right. Uh, I'm not going to win. I can I can run away, but a bullet goes faster. So it's, it's yeah. these kind of things also help. If, if and did they ever like? Could you ever communicate? Did they ever have like? Like I just I imagine when you look at like television shows and ransoms mm -hmm. where it's like you know oh you know he's still alive like you know you we, we we're, we're gonna be able to get him back you know did they ever hold up the phone and say you know hey say something let him know that you're you're okay. No, uh, not, not the telephone, but they made pictures every now and then. But it took okay. five months. I don't know. I can share some if you want. But, sure. But, um, I will start 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 the document. But um, it, it, it took five months because I think on purpose they waited for such a long time because it, uh, it might increase the chance that my, my, my organization would pay right away because right. that's what they do on purpose. Um, let me give you a sharing access here. Yeah, I have to start something here. Um, so the first, yeah, when they when they made that picture, I was really happy. I thought finally something is going to happen, and, and finally I'm going home. Um, let me first sh sh show um, the the place where I was kept. Oh, you disabled yeah. it. I did. Uh, let me let me. I got me uh, able it. I thought I had. Okay, share yeah. screen. Uh, advanced. But anyway, so so in the middle of the night, I I had a beard for five months because they, they wanted me to look like a real Muslim fighter. They always have beards because Muhammad had a beard, and then they came and with a with a razor blade, and they said, "Yeah, t take away your beard," and and uh, yeah, I had to. They, they gave me a uniform like a. Uh, military uniform and then, then they made some pictures polaroid pictures and and that was the sign that yeah i was still alive and then a month later they made a new one really with a newspaper and 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 yeah that, then I, it felt like i was in the in, in the movies of course and and um, yeah it, it made me really happy because i thought my organization is working on my freedom because i also started to doubt of course like who is Who's trying to get me out? How professional are my colleagues? Do right, they care yeah. at all, or they pretend? Because if they would, if it would be, uh, yeah, if they would do it the wrong way, I, I, I would be the one who, who was going to be killed, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see if you could share now. I made you a co-host. Should be able to. Yeah, I am. Okay. Let Let me. This is, for example, my room. How it looked like. So this this was my grave under the under the. I will, quickly go to the next one um, so this is the first picture they made and here I, I was worried actually because I, it looked like I was one of them right I, yeah I thought they should at least beat me up or or put a gun against my head so I told them yeah you, you better put a gun against my head but they said no we want to look like normal people because everyone is really always negative about Muslim fighters and and <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, we don't want a negative look for us keeping you hostage. We want no. to look you know, like, yeah. 
and, and this is this is the, the one with the newspaper here you All can right. see already that my my, yeah, my eyes in, are yeah. more worried and, and, and yeah uh, i can even show but then i have to restart i think uh, uh, a little clip if you want sure there was an ultimatum video about um and it was really worried worrisome because yeah it's, it's very now i'm talking easily about it of course but, but but when you're waiting for 10 days 20 days 100 days 200 days 300 days that your hope also vanishes and were you counting days off like or did time just get blurred for you How, no every day you? i i was i was really counting the days and, and every day i thought maybe tomorrow or maybe today or maybe tonight i will hear some good news uh, i might go home right but uh, did, were you like notching days like so you could look back and go oh my gosh it's been x amount of days you yeah, were definitely like count? for example wow. I, I never had a how you call that um the end date is, is, is never sure of course when you're kidnapped right it's yeah. like in prison so then i thought okay i'm here already for 15 uh, yeah for 150 days for example so the my birthday of my father will be in 77 days that's only the half of the time of 150 days wow. so i will make it so these kind of things really help me but yeah uh it, it, it's not so strong that it takes away all your all your worries of course uh right. worries is about every day is one day closer to to the end uh, and right. in a good day the end is a release and in a bad day the end is is, is yeah is really the end and then, then uh, let me show you this video clip yeah please then it becomes more clear um to you. share screen with sound You hear it? Yep. Yeah, and that that's the, the, the yeah the, the way I see myself it's it's the hopelessness and and despair and, yeah. and tired and also yeah worried like how come no one is helping me I, sometimes I was so angry at my director and and my bosses like you you dumb heads uh, how difficult is it to get me out how difficult is it to to pay but also yeah about the kidnappers why can't you uh, arrange a deal? Yeah, me... What kind of salespeople are you? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so, true. so that it, it look you had spoken for ten months, and yeah. you said in ten days it will be clear. But you were there for twenty months. Clearly, ten days they didn't get the money. Did no, is, get... is that what worried. got you out? Yeah, is it? But did they finally pay? Or yeah, at the, at, yeah, at the end they paid for one uh, one million dollars. And, and and yeah, I don't know how, how they did it, but 
the, 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 the Dutch ambassador, he took one million from a Dutch bank in, in, in Moscow and he gave it to the negotiators and they brought it to the mountains. And then they put me in a trunk and I didn't know where we were going. They said, yeah, we'll give you to another group. Uh, and we were removed a couple of times. And then I could always take my toothbrush and a bit, bit of uh, clothing and deodorant. But this time they said, yeah, you don't need anything. So I was like, okay, where are we going? No, 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 everything will be okay. You will go to another group. You will stay there for three more weeks. But yeah, of course, I I was scared to death because maybe they would just yeah, drive me somewhere. And, and, right, and have another say, oh, wow, they, he's good for a million bucks. Let's give him to another group and get another million. Yeah, yeah. And, and But then, yeah, when the trunk opened, I saw guys without wearing those those masks. And they said, yeah, welcome home. I said, what do you mean, welcome home? Yeah, we, we, we got you out. You're going home. Uh, we're flying in an air, airplane to pick you up. And I didn't believe them. But then I, another Russian guy walked in with a mobile phone, and and then I heard the the, the Dutch uh, embassy. Some some diplomat was talking to me in Dutch, and then I really started to yeah believe that yeah I'm free. I'm going home. Wow. I, I want to go to Moscow. Also, want my mother to see me, my my father to see me. And then then yeah, it went very fast. I, I was released in the morning at six o'clock, and within eighteen hours I was back home in in the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, waiting for my mother on the tarmac of the airport of Rotterdam, the the, the place where I'm from. And yeah, her arms were so wide. <laughs> I've never seen someone giving me such a nice hug. And her smile on her face was really the nicest smile I've, I've ever seen. I've, I've never seen someone. I can't yeah, even imagine. So, yeah. So, so was, yeah, go ahead. That must have been the most like exhilarating feeling to to like literally have that your life potentially back you know yeah, now, now the only demons you have left are the ones in your head true true and, and they didn't start in right away because in the beginning yeah it, it all felt so unexpectedly and, right. and I, I became famous which was also a bit strange because then people look at you they expect things of you and and i i, I was thinking how should i behave because normally you you play football or you go to the discotheque and you dance and no one notices you but now right. everyone was like hey this is the guy who's kidnapped and they were giving me free beers and free restaurant trips and even police officers they said hey you're parking the wrong way but okay it's okay for today don't do it again <laughs> so that was nice but it was also a bit yeah taking away my freedom again so i had to whoa uh, yeah right that's what a crazy crazy distinction you just shared yeah but but but, but so it took maybe a month or three weeks before I've, yeah, I got way of that feeling, and then it came in like, wow, you survived, you're strong, all the, all the powerful, yeah, lessons you learned, uh, you can also, uh, yeah, use them here in, the, in in your free time, and and that that that's what when I started to think, okay, lots of people, like you said in the beginning, are, yeah, being blocked or yeah, even yeah, taking taking away their freedom in their mind, but also financial freedom mm -hmm. in, in the wrong relationship, the wrong job, but also willing something. And like you said, not using their potential. They think, yeah, I'm, I'm not good enough. I can do it. And then I, I managed yeah, to give all kinds of lectures. And it's really cool to, to, to tell the story, but also to, to make people change their own lives. And, and yeah. it can be small things like making better contact with the family again, which is actually also big, but also yeah, how to 
how to be stronger, how to be more motivated, how to be more self-secure, these kind of things. And and, and yeah. you weren't a speaker prior to that? Like, no, was that, not at so all. You, how did you, and, and I'm gathering just from speaking with you, you, you absolutely had such a healthy attitude around it. And mm -hmm. I'm sure... You know, and while these things were happening, I wonder, because were you thinking, how can I, like, while I'm here, how can I use this experience to make a difference in the world? I mean, were you thinking yeah. that even then? No, not, not even during that time. I think I was too much busy with myself. Of course, I thought, yeah, I have to come out and then I should be the new Mandela uh, or I should solve uh, at least a nuclear uh, disasters but, but then my excuse was i don't have a pen because they didn't give me a pen and paper so yeah uh, no i didn't feel that at the beginning um i went to a psychotherapist and and, mm -hmm. and he said yeah because you're so strong and you're an example to lots of people why don't you start giving lectures but yeah it was not my yeah my aim mm -hmm. i just wanted to go back working with doctors without borders because i really had i think that's also important if well, I was in this, this really misery. I, I was, of course, I thought about my life a lot. Like, is this the right decision that I made? Uh, how come I ended up here? How bad is it that I'm here? And I, I, I looked at my life, of, at my past, and I thought, yeah, it's still worth everything that I've done with Doctors Without Borders in, in my life before that. Uh, it was such a great time that, that I had with, with this organization, but also in my life, I can even balance it with with the misery i'm in now and that's what right. i want to tell people as well look in your life for the good things that if bad things happen because they will happen anyway then we always think they're not going to happen but that you can at least yeah measure it with, with the good things in your life and mm. and he said yeah go and give lectures i said nah, i don't want to give lectures but then yeah businesses started to invite me and i i really had this wet armpits like uh, standing in front of 200 people but yeah luckily I, my story is unique and, and the way I can tell it is, is probably also good good otherwise I couldn't do this for 15 years and making the comparison with normal life uh, but decisions you don't dare to take or you think too much before you start to act all these kind of things and what steps I made and what can help them that, yeah and of course they can say yeah it's from a book uh, it's always yeah, from your experience. Life, yeah. Helps. Yeah. So, so I want to dive into that uh, and unpack that a little more. Just, I, I did have a question that I'm a foodie. Um, mm -hmm. When you, what, what was like the meal, the food that like you were like, Oh, I can't wait to have. And it must've tasted glorious. Uh, was there something that like you just, your first meal, like, like, Oh, this is, I, I'm, I can't wait to have blank. Yeah, that's that's Indonesian food. I'm, I'm, I'm a okay. great fan of Indonesian food. We have a big uh, Indonesian diaspora in the Netherlands, and 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 that's what I ate on the not on the first day, but on the second day when I came back. So okay. it's, it's called babi pangwang. I don't know if you know it. It's it's, it's, it's fried rice with with pork, and and it's quite, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, like food. I'm not such such a foodie, but of course, foods is is food is also something that you start to miss because those guys were not great cooks and and yeah they were making food every day and i had to eat it and and yeah they like white cabbage soup and and i don't know how those those kidney, uh, kidney beans, beans from yep. like from mexico but then only mm -hmm. boiled 
I remember the, the worst Christmas in my life was, was the first Christmas over there. Um, and I thought I was integrated enough to, to ask them to make me a, a Christmas dinner. Because I joined Ramadan, so they didn't have to cook for me during daytime, not not to become a Muslim. Right. And I said, why don't you make a Christmas meal for me? And I was singing these Christmas songs, and I felt miserable. I, I thought, yeah, next year I go to a nice church to, 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 to have a Christmas miss, mess. Uh, and, and I didn't smell food coming from the kitchen. So I thought, ah, they're having a barbecue outside, and they want to surprise me with a big, <laughs> nice yeah, portion of meat. Uh-oh. Uh, and yeah, I really started to believe in it. And then it came in and the guy just boiled meat in water. So there was no extra ingredients, oh. just this slimy meat with all that was really the worst, worst piece of meat I've ever seen. <laughs> and I, I remembered all my tears that went down and they fell in my little yeah, plate. And that was the only salt. I oh had. my gosh. Yeah, that was, yeah, so I missed food a lot. Wow. Like yeah. that visual the only salt on my unseasoned boiled meat were the salt from my tears yeah that was really that, that's misery yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i didn't mean to i mean i'm glad we could laugh about it because yeah. uh, that shows how how far you've come but that is like i can't even fathom no this. and it's, then of course all christmas is ruined and and you think about yeah my family misses me yeah. I, I start thinking will they Will they celebrate Christmas? Is there an empty chair? Uh, can they even live without thinking about me? So, so of course, it's much more than just my my cause. But there also, it took me like two or three days before I, yeah, I could could think of something positive. It's it's, yeah. it's not easy to always tackle a bad moment with a good moment. Of course, and, and and sometimes, yeah, you don't have the energy. I didn't have the, yeah, I didn't have the positive thoughts. So. The, yeah, so, Christmas is really wor- the wor- worst period. Yeah, and and so I, obviously in in the the realm of healing, as we're moving forward, you're obviously Christian. Um, if you're celebrating Christmas, I'm presuming, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but not not like a. Not too much. No, little, but, I call yeah. myself a Christian, but it's not like. But you're, yeah. you're certainly you shared. You know, you celebrated Ramadan not to become Muslim. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Was there? that can be a pretty wide divide as well. Um, yeah, definitely. So was there any of that, like, did did that create any tension? Yeah, be- definitely in the beginning. I don't know how political correct you are, but we are a bit no, less. I'm not. No? Okay. Now, for example, in the first day I came to this new group and they presented themselves as really radical Islamic fighters. And they want to change the world. They want to have the like the Taliban is doing or ISIS in in Syria. So no rights for women, no homosexuals, no nothing. So they asked me, you, "You're from the Netherlands?" I said, "Yeah, I'm from the Netherlands." Yeah, you have this more slightly open sexual morale. I said, "Yeah, yeah, that's true." Okay, do you have homosexual friends? What would you answer? Uh, yeah, there. <laughs> if I, if I. I'd probably say, ugh, I'd probably say yes, because I do, but I don't know, like, in there, in that moment, yeah, no. w- w- to survive, what do you say? Do you lie? Yes. Do you, what did you do? I, yeah, what do you do? And, and, and I didn't want to feel like a traitor, but I, traitor, but yeah, I was so worried because what's the right answer? Eh? And the guys are standing there with yeah. just pointing at you and okay. So I, I have one homosexual guy, friend and I said, no, I don't have it. I don't have it. 
I, I betrayed him, but I also betrayed myself. And I've, it, it made me really bad because that was my inner freedom that I was giving away. Yeah. And then they said, yeah, we want you to become Muslim. I said, no, I'm never, ever going to be a Muslim. And okay. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I lied about this homosexual friend. I have one. Oh, you did say that like, to them? Yeah. And then you said that to them? Yeah, yeah, because wow. it, it made me feel so Great. bad. And they said, yeah. oh, uh, oh, uh, why did you lie to us? I said, yeah, I was a bit uh, worried. And then they were more curious, like, do you give a hand to those, yeah, to that friend? I said, yeah, why not? Yeah, it's dirty. And maybe he doesn't wash himself. I said, no, of course, uh, why should he be dirty? So they became more like curious Interesting. than cool. denouncing it. So, but that that's what I learned. I stand up for yourself, even yeah. under pressure. Don't give away your culture. Don't give away your religion. And it, it, they respected me more for that. That I, yeah, didn't want to give up my religion. And, and, right. And and luckily, I, I knew the Bible. And then it became like something we can connect, because lots of stories from the Quran and from 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 the Bible yeah, are the same. Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. or the the, the, the and like you said in the beginning, it's better to find each other. Then, then to to be negative about each other. Let, let's find, and th that's that helped a lot. They wanted to talk about, yeah, their Islam all the time. Then I could say something that nah, doesn't work that way. And what are you going to do if people don't want to be Islamic? Are you going to kill them, kill them all? And yeah, that, that actually that helped a lot to, to to gain my position, and but also to 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 get a mutual understanding. So instead of breaking it apart, it, it helped. Yeah. And they, they became even less less Islamic because mm. I was allowed to cook. Um, I, I was allowed to, to shake hands with them after some time. So, wow. yeah, I think. So, crazy question. Have you spoken to any of them since? Like, was there any way to, like, obviously they could find you. Yeah. Was there ever you know, like some weird reconciliation moment where maybe one of them came to their senses, like, "Hey, dude, I'm so sorry. Like that was that was effed up." No, it uh, never happened. Um, I wrote once a mail to a to a rebel, like a Dagestani Chechen rebel site, but but they didn't answer. And of course, I don't don't know if if those were the guys that that, that took me. I remember the last sentence of their this general when I was put in the trunk of that car that, that drove me to freedom. He said, yeah, I, I like the way and I respect the way you, you behaved and, and you, you dealt with the situation. And one day I will meet you and then you will get a percentage of the of the ransom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he never showed up. No, but that's really true. But later I met one of the intermediators and he said that it took some time, but all of them, they were uh, wiped out by the Russian army and oh, okay. Russian secret services. So, so they, wow. they, they don't exist. Anymore. So last question on, on that, cause I want to move into how, you know, you transitioned and, and into what yeah. you're doing now more. Um, do you forgive them for how, what's your relationship with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not so strong with forgiving and, 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 and I, I, yeah, how to answer this? I don't think there's much to forgive in this situation because mm -hmm. they behave better than I expected. They really, uh, I don't know the word in English, but but in the beginning, they didn't want to to give me a book. They didn't want to share TV. They didn't want to. So they gave me privileges mm. of which they never even thought about. So they stepped over their line to make my life better. And 
I think at the end, not with all of them, but with three, four of the guys, we really had a normal, yeah, not normal. Of course, they, I was always independent. Uh, I was always depending on them, but they behaved yeah, like seeing me and respecting me also as a, as a human being. So in that way, I'm more grateful that they also wow. transform, mm. yeah. transform. And that's why there's no need to forgive them. I think, yeah, and, and yeah, other people always like to forgive people, but yeah, it doesn't, it's not well, needed here. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, so what I'm gathering is you found a way to forgive them during it because you accepted them as there's a situation that they, they may have been as much of a hostage in their own way. Yeah, at the end, yes, yes. And, and because they, they grew over their, themselves, yeah. yeah, there's no way, there's no need to forgive. Yeah, or maybe I forgave them there. In order to be grateful for yeah. what they did. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to. Wow, amazing. All right, so now, let's change subject a little bit. So you've got all this incredible, like, stuff that happened to you in the in the past you overcame it's incredible and you're you're back and you're you're starting to talk and 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 do your speaking and maybe you start writing and we'll talk about your book did you go back to working with doctors without borders or did you look for another like how, did you go right into the help a girl like how, and, and even how did that one come up i mean it's yeah. similar but uh, different no, there was some problems between the family and, and the organization Doctors Without Borders. So I decided to quit. So I lost my job. But then I thought, yeah, I survived for 20 months, the most most problematic ordeal in my life. So I can find something else. I, in the beginning, yeah, I just wanted to relax. But after five, six months, my therapist said, you better get some structure in your life. You had a yeah. sabbatical already for 20 months. He called us a sabbatical. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> And then first I started to write the book in Dutch. Then I gave, started giving lectures. I got married. I got a child. So that, that really helped me to, to yeah, get structure in life. And then I heard about the problem uh, with, with lots of children, underage, minor age children being kidnapped. And I thought I felt related because I, I, I was also kidnapped. I was never raped. But I thought, yeah, I, I was also waiting for my freedom. I was also waiting for my second chance. And, and I, I remember how how bad my family felt and how glad I, I felt when I, I hugged my mother again. So I wanted to give that back to yeah, girls in Asia, in the Netherlands, in, in, in uh, Brazil. So that's with, with two other people, we, we started Free a Girl. And, and yeah, since then, together with local local partners in India, in Laos, in Thailand, we, we yeah, re, 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 sorry, we released more than uh, 4,700 uh, yeah, minor, minor and, girls. And how do you, like, how does that work? Like how, I mean, it it kind of boggles the mind. Like to a normal person, you can't even imagine. And I can see how people could go, like, that can't be true. That couldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. Or like, because it's just, it's so, like, crazy to even think that people behave that way. So yeah. how do you, I mean, obviously... It's a, I, I can't even articulate how you like reconcile that in your head to be able to get into that so dark yeah, like, the, to, 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 to go and then obviously do something about it is, is what we got to do. But how do you, and, and how do you do it? How do you find these people? Yeah, no, no, no this is also a long story. No, I met a guy, he, he said, yeah, it was just a plain guy from the Netherlands. He said, I, yeah, 
maybe you, you don't believe me, but I, I, I've been to India and I've seen this misery. I, I started helping kids. I started to raise this, this, this uh, to build those houses where they're reintegrated and we, we reunited with the family. But then I, yeah, there's lots of NGOs or, or charity organizations, but I really felt connected and mm -hmm. because of the guy, but also because of my history. And I, I asked him, how can I help you? Yeah, we need money, we need attention. So I had good connections with the TV. So I got him in, in the biggest TV show. Uh, we raised $400,000 uh, that night. Um, and then he said, yeah, why don't you join me? Why don't you go to India to see it yourself? Uh, and because I like the same with you, I didn't expect yeah, I thought it's always with pedophiles going after young girls, but he said, no, it's not just pedophiles. It's just a whole culture that people do it. It's cheap. Uh, it's not even, yeah, it's unbelievable. And and then I went to India and I saw the misery myself. But yeah, I saw the, the brothers where they were working. I saw kids at nine years old thinking that this is the best thing in their life after being transferred, after being trafficked to all kind of other brothers. So this, they could accept that this was their life and i thought yeah that's, that's not normal that kids wow. of nine-year-old think that this is the rest of their life but then i saw also the the the, the, the small girls that were free and i felt like i'm a i'm a man and because of yeah my sword uh yeah you had all this misery but they wanted to play volleyball they even wanted to sit on my lap because they were so small and i thought yeah, this is a sign that they are not victims uh, they're victims of the or, of the situation but they also are survivors they also mm -hmm. manage in their minds not to see me as a evil yeah man or male but but and then i thought yeah how cool would it be to help to to get those girls out of misery and and uh bring them back home that that's how it started to i think the power of of, of resilience even in those little girls who can like you said you're dealing with gratitude or or with forgiveness but their minds were already again into yeah the future and, yeah. and how cool is it that you can give new futures to yeah to children i, I can't yeah. even yeah it's just it's and i i so I'm, I'm also seeing and getting how you you are where your focus is and you know it's instructive here to notice that the the people who are surviving and thriving are having a positive vision of the possible future yeah. as opposed to staying stuck in in the past or even in in the present and when you are in that situation then looking for something to be grateful for or find in common or be curious about or to just get out of that the and and this is where i guess the the, the being kidnapped in your own mind of mm -hmm. the thoughts of yeah. the horrors as opposed to the thoughts of the hope true but yeah, lots of people ask that also about my specific own history. But but yeah, who wants to be a victim? Of course, there's some people who's, who are stuck and who are really had big, big problems. And, and, and you can be a victim for some time. But if you decide for yourself the rest of my life, I'm going to be a victim. It also ruins your life. And so that's where it should start with. And of course, you can tell this to your mind, but your mind should take over, of course, that, hey, right. I have also the opportunities to change. I, I can go to see a mental health doctor or, or and of course, no, it doesn't work for everyone. But but yeah, I, I think there are so many opportunities to look for better things in your life to 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 to, to 
tell yourself that you're stronger than a than a victim mm-hmm. and it will help your life to to find a solution and i think like you said if you have the curiosity if if you start thinking in possibilities instead of yeah negative blocking images no. in your in your mind but of course it's it's not so easy for everybody. oh no. no simple not easy no <laughs> right no but you should try because it really makes your life better and, yeah and, and there's lots of people like when i came home yeah of course everyone everyone wanted to help me and we are always afraid to ask for help but but how many times did you say no to someone if, if he really came with a question to help you um and i think most people want to help and, and of course there's always people who want to take a profit of you but yeah uh yeah ask for help look for help but also i think the feeling that you um yeah overcome your own strength now how, how to say it? It, it that you show yourself that you're stronger that that stronger than you thought that, that mm. it's also an amazing feeling so and, and that doesn't mean that you have to make a giant step even a small step that shows you that you're stronger than the day before that that, that might help and that's how i learned it in, in the kidnap situation but also yeah. now i'm an entrepreneur and i also take risks and i also calculate my risk but i i never start something and i guess the same with you that it's not going to to make a difference or oh, i'm going to fail yeah, you start something with the idea i'm going to to be successful and then if and then if you not, do fail all you did was learn something yeah yeah and, and and then you start all over again and maybe that's easy with me because i lost everything but but now i don't want to lose everything i, I like right. to succeed yeah and same for the girls they also luckily they're small they have a whole life but most of the time, the, the, the time of your future is, is longer than the time of your history. Yeah. yeah. Well, for them, for sure. Yeah. Um, wow. So when you, so you've written a few, did you, is it just the Held Hostage book? Or it looked like you had a few books. You have a couple yeah, of books? But this is the, the, the English one. I, I have okay. a couple of books in the, in the Netherlands. One is about my kidnap situation. One is about um, yeah, why people radicalize. So why they became uh, yeah, Muslim fighters. Because in, oh. in, in Europe, I don't know if it's the same in America, there's lots of guys, young yeah, students, who go to fight in Syria or go to fight in Afghanistan. And, and of course, we want to yeah, change their yeah. Well, the way their- what we're experiencing here in America, the I guess the similarity might be like the people who are antifa or trying to you know, you know, we're I, I'm. I'm against mandates. Like, I, I don't think that yep. we should, you know, and vaccine passports and, and all of that. So I, you know, from my perspective and people who think like that feel like uh, it's radical in America to say, hey, you should have a vaccine passport and you need to, you know, wear a mask and you can't do this unless you do that. So that to me is radicalization. Yeah, um, true. So uh, speak on that. Like, what did you learn? What did you notice? And and is what have you maybe noticed of what could be done to maybe mitigate such a challenge? I I think at at least listen to each other. That helps. Because the same here in the Netherlands with this people who have a different idea about this vaccination they're They're seen as lunatics, but they're not lunatics as people with really worries and, and, and um so listen to them maybe even try to create 
surrounding for them that they can also uh, mm -hmm. have their lives because why should everyone be the same um and and and, and start dealing yeah, respect is not an easy word but yeah they also have a right to have their opinion mm -hmm. and and especially now with this woke and and all this political correctness we can only we should all have the same uh ideas and and, and it's a sort of fascism that everyone should think the same and be the same uh which which doesn't make the make life colorful anymore no we are making it even worse that's what i think if, if we start talking about who are you what kind of ethnicity then you focus much more on on differences than uh, focusing on, on on what makes us equal and and that makes it much more beautiful life because most people are equal in in their thoughts in their yeah in in their wishes in in everything and yeah like in a, in my country five six seven years ago when yeah we just treated each other as people and now we we started to, to treat each other as ethnicities and and, yeah. and uh, sexual orientation and we didn't care before that right yeah i, I don't know it's, it's so interesting how it all started to like it it's almost like people are saying they're using differences to make things not different. Yeah, but it doesn't work. It doesn't, right. It's, it's <laughs> counterintuitive. Like it just, it, it makes, it's illogical. Um, yeah. And it's so interesting you share that because it seems like, yeah, I would say good five, six years ago, 10 years ago, people got along better, just I in general. So yeah. And then somewhere along the lines, it, it, it yeah, it just it turned. It, we've all become somewhat radicalized, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, dogmatic, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. It, it's interesting. Like even here is uh, now. Like if um, they're trying to change language, I don't know if you've seen how that's all happened here. You know, not only pronouns and that kind of thing, but there's talk of uh, there was a. a, a a murder case, a massacre case, like it was a, a serial shooter. And mm -hmm. the defense argued that um, you cannot use the word massacre, murder, uh, tragedy, like all of these words. It's just the per it, it, it was the unfortunate incident. You know, it was like, like, yeah, no, it's we, we are so afraid to hurt each other. And or so we hurt each other by not hurting each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. That's also part of life to be heard. Of course, we don't have to do it on purpose, but, right. but we, should, we should also learn each other to be resilient and to to have some yeah pain in life. Because yeah, one day you will die, or your 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 someone else will die, and they will miss you. So it's yeah. part of it. Yeah, or or maybe you run under a car, and you will. I hope it doesn't happen, but <laughs> incident happens, and and we should also. Yeah, not look forward to it be prepared yeah and, well and yeah. that's so interesting because it's it's almost like it's somewhere in the last few years we've almost gotten to the point where there's an expectation that no one suffers any discomfort yeah no like I, yeah. oh those words hurt those you know like everything hurts and and we're not supposed to get sick and like I remember when I was a kid, like just using like illness as an example, mm -hmm. uh, when my friend said, uh, hey, we're, you know, my, my mom's friend was like, oh, my, my kid's got chicken pox. 
Yep. My mom was like, you're going over to his house, right? You're going to get That's it because you're going to get it. So let's control it. I know it, when true. it's going to happen. We can prepare. And then you won't have it. And I remember even watching an episode, an old episode of the Brady Bunch. Do you remember the Brady Bunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the kids got measles. Yep. And it wasn't like, oh, my God, they got measles. It was like. They got measles, and the the message of the story was not and of the show is not you've got to get vaccinated and or, 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 and we got to eliminate measles from the planet. It was Mike called his doctor, the man doctor for the girls, and Carol called the woman doctor for the boys. And the message of the show is that women can be doctors and treat men, and men could be doctors and treat women. We're all okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a good message. Like that was that was the message, not fear about measles. It was True. just a part of life. And, and next to that, if about people, if, if we start to antagonize people, we'll never find each other. But, but right. if you try to, to look for the common parts, like in my kidnapping, yeah, it's all about making people human again, instead of making people a different sort. And, and yeah, it's a pity. But I think we need more examples because of the, yeah, it's always nice for the media also to make it sound oh, yeah. bigger yeah. than it is. No, no one will tune in. I think one of the biggest challenges we have in our world is 24 hour news yeah. because no one tunes in unless it says alert, right? So every time you turn on, it's alert, like, you know, some horror, some challenge, some something. And it's, we've built a tolerance to it. So it's got to be worse and worse and worse. Other people, otherwise people won't tune in. They'd be like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm tired of that. And then it's like, oh, no, now you're going to die. And like, oh, I should, maybe I should pay attention to that. Yeah. So sometimes I, I, I wish everyone was kidnapped for a little bit of time and that you know for sure that you're getting out but it, it you need sometimes to, to stop your life and to rethink and and then you can explore and start accelerate again but you need this this silence or this moment of, of quietness and I, I think maybe that's what's missing because was yeah if we are bored we take our telephone we take our iPad or whatever mm -hmm. we, we don't we don't yeah, we don't want to be bored anymore, but from boredom, also new ideas starts, of course, yeah. and, and rest. And But yeah, I don't have the solution, uh, Doug, but I know for sure people will, will, will always be hurt, uh, will always have pain and, and, and lets people be prepared. And it doesn't help thinking that we can prevent that. Right. Of course, again, we don't, we shouldn't do it on purpose. Uh, not too much, eh, but even with some jokes, uh, you can also learn people to be more uh, resilient. Uh, of course. Well, and that's the combination as well is I'm sure you have friends that you can joke with and you can you know be kind of dark or satirical or, or you know say something that another person might be offended by yeah true, and true. and you know that with with your friends and all of that and by the same token oftentimes people may say something depending on what a mood we're in in the first place what state like if i'm angry and someone does a joke i might respond differently than if i'm grateful or if i'm yeah, feeling yeah. good so there's all these other things that are at play which you know it 
is valuable for us to have what you kind of started this out with is just not dehumanizing, getting curious instead of overreacting. If someone says something and maybe you go, oh, well, what else could that mean? What yeah, I wonder, sure. interesting, maybe they're not having such a great day. Maybe, you know, they're lashing out because they're in some sort of pain or frustration or confusion. And then especially today, how stressed out people are with, you know, all of this negative news and, you know, now with with uh, Afghanistan and COVID and vaccine mass passports and mandates and all this, everyone's like freaking out. Yeah. So everyone's like already kind of raw. And and this is the time where we really need to, like you shared, step back, right? And just calm down and, and maybe get curious instead of yeah, getting uh, Empathy angry. also. For example, in yeah. the beginning, when I was just kidnapped, they never felt sorry for me. And I thought, how can they be such a hard people? And, and they should feel some mercy. And I, I felt myself the, no, like, like the most sad person on, on earth. Uh, and then I started wondering, how come, how come they, they don't react? And then I started asking about what did you experience in your life? And then one guy, he, his wife was killed. The other one, his house was bombed. Then I started to realize, yeah, okay, maybe they don't they don't think it's such a big thing to be kidnapped. And they said, yeah, everyone is kidnapped every now now and then in in Chechnya. Yeah, yeah it's just a thing. What are you talking about? We get yeah, kidnapped like once once a month. Come on. <laughs> no, but but it, it it helped me to realize, okay, exactly what you're saying. Try to imagine their point of yeah their viewpoint or how you call it point of yeah of, point of view yeah. yeah 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 and their and, perspective. Yeah, their perspective, and and that's what we forget, I think. Definitely. Yeah, they have a uh, they have a different model of the world, and so so here's what brings up now an interesting thing, and and where it, it gets very complex and challenging. And you navigated it brilliantly, mm -hmm. because we have different cultures and we have different models of the world. You found out pretty quickly that you in order to communicate with them more effectively, you had to uh, kind of understand them better. Yeah. And it wasn't a one size fits all. Even within the group, I'm sure there were different, different yeah. people you could communicate differently with. And what I'm getting at is when I look at how we're dealing with a lot of the challenges today, we're not necessarily taking other people's model of the world. Mm -hmm. into account when we're dealing with a conversation like you shared with, um, you know, you had to show you earned the respect yeah, of your captors by stepping up to a certain degree, not fighting, but also holding your own. Yep. Because yep. had you been like a quivering mess, you know, weeping on the ground all day, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have survived. I no, it would have been very difficult. Yep. Yeah. And, and I'm bringing that up because as we, we notice a lot of the ways, and this is what political correctness is doing, is instead of taking a step back and just looking at a model of the world and not forcing another person's model of the world on them, because that's what mandates are. That's what that is. That's, that's someone saying, you're going to do it the way I think is best, and it may or may not be appropriate. And uh, same is true, like to go into uh, like what's going on in Afghanistan and all of that. My hallucination is, is that we are approaching it as if you and I are having a conversation and we're being rational and normal. And, and of course, we we understand there are certain things we're not going to do, like kill people and things. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's different everywhere. Right. Yeah. And and it doesn't necessarily have to be good, but it's there anyway. This yeah. Way, yeah, it wasn't it, 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 like suggesting anything is good. It's acknowledging the existence of yeah, the yeah. of the challenge and that and, it's and not a one size fits all. What would you do? For example, it helped me. We had the Second World War with Germans taking over the Netherlands. And the, the, so I thought maybe the Chechens also think Russians took over Chechnya and they're also fighting back. And that, that you can at least understand. Right. Yeah, and of, of course that they want to make it an Islamic uh, country. That, that's already a bit too much. But at least there's there's lots of common ground why people behave like like they do. And yeah, I, do you have an answer of how people can come back to that? That we at least listen and 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 we at least try to have the yeah the, the middle way. Right. Yeah. The middle way. Yeah. That's we uh, the, the, from the Dow. Right. We're just trying to find the the, the middle way where we can agree, because in the way I frame it is a purpose over process. Yeah. Yeah. Not true. True. Right. So like let's say like I, I use guns as an example because we, you brought it up earlier. Um, you know, in the Netherlands, you don't have guns. And, and I'm, you know, full disclosure, I in, in America culturally and all that, I believe Second Amendment rights because we have the opportunity and the reason why it was there, because it's to also be able to not only defend ourselves, but ho hopefully keep the government in check. That's that's mm -hmm. the rationale behind it, whether you agree with it or not. That's the rationale. So, but here's the difference. Like, I I have friends who are very anti-gun. Like, they're like, you know, guns, no one should have a gun. No. And I get it. And it's okay. So, but I instead of going, getting upset with people, here's what I understand. The reason why people believe people shouldn't have guns is to be safe. Yeah. The reason why most law-abiding healthy citizens that own guns is to keep people safe yeah that's about so now that we got that clear like we both want the same thing now we can have a conversation on how we get there and not make each other wrong for it and go okay is there a way to find that middle way because, yep. you know, while I'm being, you know, being open and sharing my beliefs, that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or I want anyone to die or get shot. No. What I want is the opportunity, God forbid, someone came in and were going to kidnap me or my family that I could at least have a potential opportunity to stop it. And that's not to say that had you had a gun while you were over there that you could have stopped your kidnapping and it could have escalated and there's all sorts of other things. But if you wanted the opportunity and the right to do so, it's, yeah. you know, I don't think that's necessarily, you know, people have different strategies. No, true. And, and like you said, we're still human and, and it doesn't mean you're a bad person and it doesn't mean you should be neglected or, or left out yeah, because we can have different opinions. But the the purpose is, is the same safety, only the, the route towards it is, is different. But that's also lots of people don't like routes. They all the, the route or the way to, the path to, to the end. They only think about the, the result uh, also in, 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 in business, but also in life. And I, I learned that it's also very interesting, and it's a cliche, of course, that the path towards the, the success can should also be interesting, and 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 then success becomes less important because right. uh, sometimes we focus too much on the result, and and we forgot 
how we get there and and if we well and and the term the, the the way the frame that i'm using is that the result is more important than how we get there in that let's say you're what you're doing is not working like in your success are there were there things that you learned that you had to change how you how you got there that maybe you got some resistance maybe um you know so that's what i mean that you want to be able to change your process as well that sometimes people go the only way to experience x is by the way i'm telling you and you make it well yeah but you could also go this way or you could go this way or yeah, you could go no. this way and that's the framework i mean in yeah in that. No, i agree and, and and for example in, in my way i, I was i was uh, told not to talk about politics not to, to talk about religion once you're kidnapped but uh, as the guys wanted to talk about religion all the time yeah i also started to talk about the religion also started to talk about politics but when i was too enthusiastic in in in, in telling my way of thinking yeah they could become angry and then i could understand okay maybe yeah, the rules <laughs> cross the line okay yeah yeah, yeah. So, so, but, reel but, it in yeah but for example yeah what, what did i learn that sometimes if, if you're not stand up for yourself i had to box with them for example which is also success of winning yeah, but but the result could also be that they win and that i have a black eye that i lose respect but if i win the guy might lose respect so for me it was really difficult what what should i do wow, so did I, you ever throw a fight yeah no, no so they invited me or they told me i should fight with their leader but then yeah i was wondering maybe i can escape and maybe uh, i tell them i'm the champ from rotterdam and i'm from the <laughs> Uh, from the ghetto and <laughs> but they didn't believe me and, and uh, they said yeah your hands are not so big uh, i said let's show me your hands it's also not big this is the last day that you will be the general here because i will beat you up and then i was standing against him there in the dark and i thought no i'm not the first one who's going to hit because yeah uh, i will try to, to yeah try to dug away and I, I managed, but then he hit me on, on, on my eye and I had a black eye. I, I, it really felt like I'm seeing the stars. And then I hit him back really quite well. And he said, okay, stop. You, you've shown that you've been uh, yeah, a real man. But that also, it took some strength and some, some yeah, pride and honor again that, that you over overstep yourself. And, and, and I think that's also part of the, the route uh, because the... Success was not clear, but yeah. how cool is it to say that you were fighting with a guy who, who kidnapped you? And so for me, success is not always the success you plan to have. A hundred percent success. And, and that's the other thing. Success is different definitions for different people. And sometimes oh. we could change our definition of what that success means. Yeah. When I'm the real deal on success does not mean financial success exclusively it might for someone and maybe someone comes on shares their financial sex success and some of their strategies but what we find is the the way people are successful meaning achieving their outcome yeah yeah there's a lot of similarities it's all about like your mindset what's your relationship with the challenge um are you allowing the resistance to take you out of the game you know like some people may have been like you know when the general like okay you're gonna fight the general someone have been like i'm not fighting the general no way like like this i'm gonna get my ass kicked or they may go yeah. oh you know ah. 
you know, like, what do I do? I don't, I don't, what if I win? Then, uh, you know, like, then I'm in trouble. Like, there's all these w- weird things. And they may avoid it. And you're like, I, I'll take it on. Uh, you know, yeah, how cool is that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's unique. And this is why less people are successful at anything because right. of their relationship with, what it takes to get there yeah and that, that that's why i think freedom and that's that's where, where my talks are about of course is, is the base of all this uh yeah potential or unlocking the potential or, or being innovative or, or being able to change because the freedom itself gives you so much space to try to lose to win um because it it, it doesn't hurt you at the end right because yeah uh, all, all all the of course, you have to have boundaries because you cannot. Uh, your freedom should not be at cost of, of other people's freedom. But but there's so many dreams uh, being being made. Uh, how to say it in English? Uh, and lots of people have dreams, and that's why they don't start. And but many more dreams are are shattered than really failure. Of course. Yeah. And and of course you can fail, but you should always run after your dreams. And and, and failure is not so bad. No, it's necessary. <laughs> no, of course not necessarily true. But. Yeah, I mean, you know how to walk, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many times did you fail on your way to learning how to walk? No, many times, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but when we're kids, when we're babies, we don't have that relationship with failure. We don't beat ourselves up for it. You know, we have, and we have supportive parents around. Like, oh no, you could do it. I believe in you. You know that, and and that we lose that over time. Yeah, true. Through, through a series of situations, uh, clearly, you know, not as intense as yours, um, but that is the ultimate freedom that we need is receiving the the true understanding of our freedom of thought and yeah, i think yeah. and and that's where i think you know when we go down sort of you know rabbit holes of how people are being manipulated and being influenced is by changing our language by uh this is you know when you talk about the radicalization they were radicalized by creating cages of thought of exposure and ways of thinking and you couldn't veer out of which then we are stuck in our own thoughts and this is this is what's really scary about what's happening today is through using language changing language through constant you know uh now there i i even heard here again this i'm not i'm not pro-vax or anti-vax in this conversation uh-huh. it's I'm, I'm i'm about mandates about what whether you you know must be you know yeah. being forcing me to do it uh, my the in, you know the the opposition defiant part of me gets really riled up but now the language that is supposed to be used here and this is i think from the cdc and i don't know where around the world what kind of influence they have but it's no longer the unvaxxed now you refer to someone who's not vaccinated not yet vaccinated Ah, okay so i mean that is a huge distinction because basically that's saying like the presupposition is you're gonna get vaxxed you're just not yet this is no, we don't have that yet here not yet yet but notice how it's created it's taking away freedom of thought because by by indoctrinating and constantly using language in that and the lexicon shifts like that then the presupposition becomes the reality 
No, it's true. And then, but it's the same. And we are still allowed to smoke. We are allowed to take alcohol and we can still go to the doctor and they say, yeah, it's not such a big problem that you take alcohol, but not taking the vaccine. That's, that's almost the, the worst thing you can do. Uh, and, and people should be punished. And, and I'm also not very much anti or pro, but I, you, of course you can see that we all try to guide those people yeah, in the direction of that they have to be vaccinated, but all kinds of other things we do to, to risk our health. Yeah, we don't do anything against it. So why is this suddenly the, the big thing that we all have to fight against? That that's there's still more people die about cancer or, or heart right. disease and, 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 and yeah, malaria in the world or yeah. Of course it's dangerous eh, if we're all together, but most people yeah, for most people it's 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 something that they will Cover, recover from it. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. like li- more than, uh, certainly more than what they first were sharing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's true. I also don't like this idea that people cannot be free of, of their own opinion about COVID. Uh, yeah, and and it's and that's the other thing. It's different, you know, it's one thing. It's just a, to mandate putting something in your body you know, it's one thing to, you know, with the masks, again, I, I don't believe in mandating anything. And, you know, the mask, you know, at least you can undo the mask, right? You could take the mm-hmm. mask off. If you're having trouble breathing, you can pull it down. You can do whatever. You can't undo the whatever is put in your body. No, so it's a, no, it's it's a big decision. And whatever the reason is that someone doesn't necessarily have their, you know, be okay with it, I believe that is their freedom to choose. Yeah. And that's what's really scary. And, and then which I, I think takes us back to, you know, are are we getting into repeating future, right? Repeating the past of show me your papers. Yeah. No. Yeah, I hope. Where's it, the line? It doesn't go this way. I, I hope we will facilitate. And that's what I said at the beginning. Also facilitate the people that don't want to be fixed, to be still part of society. Mm hmm. And, and even with testing, maybe they should allow to be tested. I, I, I don't know, but I hope that at the end, people who want to take their vaccine, they take it, who don't want to take the vaccine, don't take it. And that we have a sort of control system with, with, with yeah, controlling that we can still leave out the people who are sick at home for the moment and people who are not sick, but not vaccinated can also be part of society. And I think that should be the focus so that everyone can still, because it's not like you're, it's, it's not like, you're a pedophile and you're not supposed to be with kids because because that's a clear line. Huh? Well, yeah, but you know what? Yeah. They get more privacy. They will have more privacy than if things go the way they're going, then someone, uh, if the, the powers that be had their way, everyone would know whether or not you're vaccinated but yeah. no one would know whether or not you're a pedophile. No, so that's, 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 that's your pride. That's you, you need to have your freedom. No one should know that about you. Yeah, We're not going to do a stigma about that, but oh, you didn't, oh, you. No, so, so I hope we'll find a, a common ground and, and that both are, are, are part of it. And I think luckily there's more protests and, and more people realizing that too much freedom is taken away. Yeah. So, uh, I think yeah, we'll yeah. wake up. Coming from someone, and and here here's like a weird thing for you, I imagine, and I'm gathering your your recognizing, you know, the importance of everyone having that freedom because you could be like, 
You're complaining about, you know, freedom about your vaccination. Try being locked up in a six foot <laughs> cave for 20 months. You know, stop your bitching. Right. But no, 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 no. Thankfully, everyone has his own problems. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and that's why you should you should not. I think at least you should listen to it. And then you can say, "Hey, don't don't nag yeah. about it, or try to try to change the situation because you're still in control of how to deal with it." Yep. And, and, yep. and to your point, I think that you know, hopefully, what we got out of this conversation is more empathy for whomever you're in conflict with, whether yes. it be political, religious, health, whatever your thing is, guns doesn't really matter. That we are going to each be more successful at navigating our way through whatever the situation is by having more empathy for each other, understanding and appreciating their world, not making the person wrong and dehumanizing them and demonizing them, but by being open, curious, and treating each other with as much love and respect as possible based on the circumstances. And yeah. if someone like you meaning being in that situation, we're able to create a situation of at least respect for each other. I'm not suggesting you loved your captors, but you at least were able to find a modicum of respect in order to have a more tolerable experience and get through it in a way that didn't hurt each other to uh, an extensive degree we should be able to have a conversation around mandates, vaccines, testing, and all of that without, you know, basically demonizing each other. And and that I think is um, hopefully what people get out of, or at least one of the many incredible messages people could get out of, you know, meeting you and learning about your experience. Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a good resume. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Is there any last words that you would like to share or anything you have coming up that you want to promote? Or we're going to have your websites, your book. We have your yep. uh, the website for you, free, freeagirlusa.org and heldhostagebook.com. They're all in the uh, comments. Uh, anything else you'd like to share before we uh, set you free? No pun intended. No, oh, j- just to people to really see how strong freedom can influence your life and how how beautiful it can be if you yeah just excel every now and then not all the time but but be proud of what you've been um reaching so far but also try to get a little bit more beautiful and it's not so strong but in, in dutch it's easier yeah like, like i always say i learned the hard way all the lessons of having discipline focus um uh, endurance but also empathy connection and i don't use it every day of course because then my life would be perfect but i know at least how to get the feeling and, and when i can use it and if people wonder about themselves what powers do i have you have to sometimes excel and, and you have to find them and it doesn't mean you always have to use them but just be curious also about yourself and what you can do what you can not and if it's really true and just discover yourself and then use it yeah, that's a bit different. Yep. Right. Oh, love it, brother. Well, yep. look, I appreciate you so much for who you are and who you aren't. And again, go to heldhostagebook.com, freeagirlusa.org, or aryanerkel.nl, but it's spelled A-R-J-A-N-E-R-K-E-L dot N-L. Um, yes. So 
Thank you so much, brother. And uh, I look forward to watching more of your magic as you continue to transform the world. Okay. Thank you, Doc. Thank you for your time. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here and we look forward to serving you even more remember download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com that's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety busting meditation We look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.